Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. It should be a celebration this week marking the 50th anniversary of Earth Day. But when mother isn't happy, no one's happy. We've made a huge mess. Within just a few months, though, as the ravaging pathogen rages and the humans have been forced to shelter and stop all the mess making, the Earth has begun to make a brilliant show of her resilience, not just in the coming of spring, but in the clearing of skies and water and wild animals extending their territory into so-called civilization. While more than a billion of us are staying at home, in a carless LA, the sky is clear. For the first time in 30 years, the Himalayas are visible from 125 miles away. The canals of Venice are running clearer. And under cover of night in a seaside town in Wales, a herd of great Orme Kashmiri goats, descendants of the royal herd that was a gift from Queen Victoria, gallop through the desolate streets. Earth has so much to teach us about resilience. Resilience is the wherewithal to cope and even thrive in challenging times. It's about strength, emotional and spiritual strength. It's about toughness, getting up again after being knocked down or knocked out. And it's about strength of character. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. Nelson Mandela said, it always seems impossible until it's done. When we were young, almost all of us were resilient. A toddler learning to walk is a study in resiliency, so little forward motion and so much falling down. When we're a little older, the incoming tide washes away our sandcastle, the merry-go-round stops, the balloon breaks, the ice cream melts, and maybe we cry with disappointment, but we're not scarred by it. It's not the end of the world. And then somewhere along the way, we start to get squirrely about the unexpected. We resist shifting gears, trying a new way, changing course. We get rigid about change. I'm here with you today in the midst of a global pandemic to say that this would be a really good time for us to work on our resilience. Growing research shows higher levels of resilience are directly related to better outcomes when living through a crisis. 
Maureen Connolly, Editor-in-Chief of Everyday Health, writes, Resilience is connected to our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. The payoff for putting in extra time and effort to become more resilient is less of the stuff we don't want. Feeling overwhelmed, fear, anxiety, and sadness. This morning I want to talk a little bit about the importance of cultivating flexibility and prioritizing social connections. And then I'll frame building resilience as a spiritual practice and invite you to join me. First, to build resilience, we need to cultivate flexibility, the willingness to adapt to new circumstances by trying something different. If most of our routines have gone out the window, it's time to be make some new ones, knowing that they might need to be remade tomorrow. Research shows that resilient people keep their challenging situations in perspective. It's important not to overthink and not to sweat the small stuff. There is nothing like adversity to train us for adversity. And here's some great news. Adversity can make us more resilient. Change will not kill us, but rigidity might. At Arlington Street, we've been holding hands for the benediction for more than 30 years. It is a cherished tradition. Some of you have shared with me that the only time you experience human touch is on Sunday mornings and how important that is to you. But in the first week of March, it dawned on me that we could not join hands during the closing words. Suddenly, our lives and the lives of everyone whose paths we crossed were at stake. That Sunday, we stood and faced the center of the sanctuary, faced each other, put our hands in namaste over our hearts, honoring the divine in each and every one. Everyone understood, and many of us loved it. Someone said, we should always do this. That's resilience. We've been gathering as a congregation since 1729. But in the second week of March, it dawned on me that we could not gather in the sanctuary at all. As COVID-19 rampaged, the only way to stay well was to be together while apart. Our heroic tech team took a mighty leap into the front and center. Mark David Buckles and the ministers rallied. And that Sunday and every Sunday since, you sat in front of your computer screens, some of you singing along to the hymns, all of you attentive during the sermon. And when it came time for the benediction, we put our hands in namaste over our hearts, honoring the divine in each and every one. That's resilience. And that was just the beginning. Reality continues to shift every day, sometimes hourly. Over and over, we are reminded that flexibility will be crucial to stopping the pandemic. Dean Becker, who trains people in resiliency, says more than education, more than experience, resilience will determine who succeeds and who fails. 
So first, flexibility, and second, to build resilience, we need to prioritize social connections. And there's nothing more important than making social connections while physically distancing. Being in the midst of caring people, and yes, the virtual midst counts, is the best place to begin. Research shows that connection to other people through shared experience, even if we do not know them well, strengthens psychological resilience while building social bonds. Every Sunday after church, members of the tech team send me the Zoom chat. I can't get past the greetings without my eyes filling with tears. I am so moved by the open-hearted way you say good morning and welcome each other to this beloved spiritual community, welcoming those who have never even been in our midst. Welcome home. We are so much stronger together, even when we're apart. So now let's talk about the spiritual practice of resiliency. It is not easy. As a medical student, Dr. Amit Sood was a first-hand witness to the chemical spill in Bhopal. He went on to create training for stress management and resiliency. Dr. Sood explains that building resiliency means working against our negativity bias, our natural attunement to negative situations. If I ask you how many people have hurt you in life, he says you can tell that quickly. They occupy a disproportionate real estate in your head. You have 50 square feet for people who have you and love you and 500 square feet for people who hurt you. To build resilience, we have to make a practice of focusing less on the negative experiences and more on the positive, less on the 500 square feet and more on the 50 square feet. That spiritual practice of shifting our attitude, shifting our gaze. Certain practices, says Dr. Sood, such as gratitude, compassion, sense of purpose and focus, these can help build resilience. Can we find gratitude for what went right within what went wrong? Can we have self-compassion for our struggles instead of self-judgment? for our mistakes. Resilient people are optimistic. They are regularly saved by their sense of humor. They are motivated and courageous. They're intentional about where their focus is, and they keep worry at bay. When something bad happens to them, they view it as a challenge. Dr. Amit Sood concludes, can we choose to accept that with two-thirds of the earth covered with clouds, it's going to rain on us sometimes? Rather than worry about horrific possibilities, can we focus on what is? Related to not catastrophizing is the importance of reminding ourselves that this too shall pass. American poet and civil rights activist Maya Angelou said, what I know is that it's going to get better. If it's bad, it might get worse, but I know that it's going to get better. And you have to know that. 
There's a country song out now, which uh, I wish I'd written. She says, it says, every storm runs out of rain. No matter how dull and seemingly unpromising life is right now, it's going to change. It's going to be better. In these difficult days, I've returned to the lessons in resilience from the AIDS pandemic. I was serving our congregation in Provincetown in the mid-1980s. We had no idea what had hit us. Apparently, healthy, young, gay men were suddenly very, very sick. No one knew how it was being spread. We assumed we would all get it. That virus, HIV, was 100% fatal. The deaths were all gruesome and our grief was terrible. For what felt like years, none of us slept much, but at some point I realized we had to change our strategy from wartime triage to long-term care. We stopped making hair-rising 100-mile drives to Boston hospitals, realizing with a terrible start that there was nothing good there anyone could do that we couldn't do better. We rented apartments on Commercial Street, close to the church and move the sickest people there where we could better care for them. Those who were sick but still well enough to be in church lay on pallets in front of the pulpit. We were stretching for flexibility, constantly adapting and almost always on the verge of tears. One Sunday, Preston Babbitt stood up after the service and said, this is really grim. But our loved ones who have died wouldn't want us to be this sad. And those of us who are HIV positive don't want to spend our last days so sad. Today we're alive. Let's remember joy. And so we did our best. We gathered at the church to eat together and stitch AIDS quilts we crowded around the beds of people who were dying and told stories and sang songs. We threw parties at any excuse. It wasn't perfect, but everyone felt loved and part of something bigger than fear. And we learned that love wins. Paul Richard said to me, even if it kills every single one of us, even if there is no one left to tell the stories, it matters that we care for each other in all this madness. It matters that even in the face of death, we love each other well. Beloved spiritual companions, in these difficult days, let us practice resilience. Cultivate strength and flexibility, practice gratitude, compassion, optimism, humor, and courage. Every storm runs out of rain. Let's remember joy. May we love each other well. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page.
If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.